you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, home of the Women's National Basketball Hall of Fame, and nothing else, it's the Broody Awards. What is up? You are listening to Brute McVane's Wrestling Review. I am your host, Brute McVane, here on the show where we talk about old wrestling mostly, magazines, old pay-per-views, interviews from time to time, but today we have a very special episode, the year in. Golden Gambler Awards, also known as the Broodies, <laughs> named after yours truly. I'm here with my co-host, as always, DJ Convoy. What's up, man? Not too much. When you say very special episode, is this like when on different strokes when uh, they had to admit that like the creepy guy tried to molest uh, the, the, the the boys who call that one? Oh, I'm completely naked right now. So yeah. Oh, so the molestation is going to be you to me. I see. I see. Right. That's going to be a theme through this whole show. And then I'm going to turn my camera on at the end, and we're never going to talk again. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, you don't respond to the pictures I send you. <laughs> you sent me a picture of the genius earlier. I did. And I said, so the only genius poem I can remember is he goes, Mister Perfect, Mister Perfect. And I can't remember like the rest of it. <laughs> I was I honestly was typing out uh, a genius poem to you about Mr. Perfect's package. Oh my but god. Like I got like five lines in and I was like <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know if I want to keep writing like That's erotic. Danny was probably five lines in as well. Well, there we go. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be writing erotic uh genius fanfic on twitter dms to you let, let me go search that right now see what i can find no do not <laughs> okay i will not do that so you may be asking yourself why the hell am i listening to this and also maybe asking yourself what are the golden gambler awards aka the broodies they are our year in year end awards show so we've got about 10 or 11 or 12 topics we're gonna pitch I've got a couple. You've got a couple. I don't know who your winners are. You don't know who my winners are, but that's going to be part of the fun. Let's kick off the inaugural Golden Gambler Awards. DJ Convoy, would you please uh, read the first? As you can, as you can tell, dear listener, this is as well thought out as any of yes, them. yes, yes. Uh, the first one I will list will be best firing of 2021. <laughs> We're set- very sensitive. <laughs> we're se- we're setting a uh, we're setting a uh, standard here for sensitivity on this uh, episode today. Best firing in 2021. We have Nia Jax, the terrible wrestler who hurt her opponents in ring. She's uh, bad. You know, I don't know if anyone was sad to see her go. We have Bray Wyatt. I know that might be a controversial opinion for some, but um, I think he's genuinely. Uh, one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen. He's got some great ideas, but not one of them translates into the wrestling ring, which is as we've discussed in the past. That's basically what I care about about wrestling is the wrestling portion of things. Uh, we have gentlemen from Hit Row, Top Dalla, who came off like, uh, uh, let's just say he came off like someone much more experienced. Uh, I think he's had like maybe six matches according to cage match. And he acted like, uh, he was some kind of can't miss uh prospect. And then finally we have your friend in mind, Braun Strowman. And again, that might be controversial for some, but, uh, if you watched ROH final battle and watched him show up as what EC3's heater at the end <laughs> of that uh, particular show, you'll know exactly why he is nominated for best firing. 
I can't wait until they add Rockstar Spud to the act. <laughs> Rockstar Spud would elevate them tremendously. They used to be. I think they used to all travel together or something like was that. Was EC3 one of the ones let go this year, or was he let go last year? I, there's been so think, many people fired. I think he's been gone for a while, and okay. there have been a lot of people fired, but let's talk about the ones you've brought up here. Nia yes. Jax. Oh. You know, she served a, a special role. You you need, like, the big woman. You Absolutely. know what I mean? It, I used to like, the giant type. I used to stick up for Nia Jax in her NXT days on the board. Everyone would be like, fat. And I, I hate that stuff. It's like, that's not the problem with Nia Jax. Yeah. Nia Jax, you need the monster type character. It was, the problem it was is. It's great to have a bunch of tiny women and you have a monster character. I think the problem with Nia Jax is she never watched tape. She never watched like tape of like Bull Nakano. She never watched Aja Kong particularly. All the great giant monster women workers. She never watched tape. She never got any better. She arguably got worse. And then let's not even take into account the time she legitimately injured people, which has got to be more than a handful. Like, seriously, like not joking around. She definitely was sloppy and dangerous in the ring. Clearly did not care about wrestling, only cared about, uh, you know, increasing her social profile. Just just a, just a rotten, rotten worker. Did she ever do the spot where like you hit her and she kind of leans back and then you run off the ropes and you hit her and she starts waving her arms in a circle to like not <laughs> the, the windmill kind of spot I'm sure. yeah did she ever do that i'm sure she must have okay well then she's fine by me then if she did that spot <laughs> she's not the the best firing here um <laughs> braun Strowman. so uh, he's in roh now well, so what happened was um, ROH had their final show, and it may be their final, final show. Uh, it depends on what happens with uh, Sinclair Broadcasting. But essentially, EC3, which, what the hell is he doing in ROH? There's a guy with a lot of personality and just no wrestling acumen whatsoever. He came out, he lost a match. He was like in a multi-man match. He lost said multi-man match came back out at the end of it and started droning on about how you have to control your narrative. That's the name of his brand, I guess. Ugh. He came out with a bunch of guys. One of them might have been um, the former Gunner, I think. They didn't really oh. identify all the people. He go. He's talking to the ROH dudes that beat him up. He's like, you guys aren't going to have jobs after today, which is true. And he's blithering on about that. And he's like, oh, you guys suck. And so he goes, I'm going to unleash the Titan. And then Braun Strowman came running out. I guess he's called the Titan. Oh. And they beat up all these young ROH guys. And then stay tuned. I don't know what you would go to. I guess his YouTube. I don't I don't know. It's, uh, just well, horrible. Horrible. as much as I hate Braun Strowman and as much as I know nothing about Top Dollar, he, he just doesn't matter at all to me. No, to me, the best firing it's got to be Bray Wyatt because his matches <laughs> sucked. I hated his gimmick. I hate everything about Bray Wyatt. I wish he was Sucks. just IRS Junior or something. Sucks. You know? he, he's so I'm going with Bray Wyatt. IRS Junior would have been a better gimmick, but of course the true winner, 2021's best firing, would be your friend and mine, Cody Rhodes, who set himself on fire to get cheered by the crowd and failed. Ah. Yes. Did that work? No. Okay, then that's the worst firing then. 
<laughs> it didn't even work, and you burned yourself, you idiot. What an absolute... Oh, oh God. We can argue, well, you and I probably wouldn't argue, but we can argue all day about how good of a worker Cody Rhodes is. But if I have to hear one more person say that I'm being worked by Cody, or he's playing me like a fiddle, or anything else like this, it, it, it drives me up the wall. Cody, I don't want to see him. I don't care if he's a heel. I don't care if he's a babyface. I want to actively change the channel when he's on my television. He chess, stinks. Bro. Ugh. 4D chess. <laughs> that must be it. It's all a plan to get me to somehow surrender money and time and love to Cody. Um, the pl- the plan worked. He won the first ever Golden Gambler Award. Oh, you put you, him over. You're you're right. He, he, you've got me back against the wall. You're absolutely right. A drive in my soul. You're right. All right. Moving on to the next topic. We move on to most flexible wife. Ooh. Most flexible wife. The um, nominees are Naomi, Alexa Bliss, CJ Perry, a.k.a. Lana, <laughs> and Charlotte. Who's your guess? Um, how many of these women are actually wives? All of them except Charlotte. Are, I think. I think all of them but Charlotte. Oh, okay. Um, it's She's very- a queen. It's, she is a queen. It's very obvious who a certain man thinks is the most flexible. The son of man. The son of man, yes. The man who is railing against God, possibly as we speak, in that formless void. But I'm going to go on a limb and say that it's going to be some kind of trick. I'm going to say <laughs> Naomi? It's going to be being tricked is going to be a constant theme in this because the winner of most flexible wife is someone who can do it all. They can dance. Yeah. They can wrestle. Okay. They're a reality TV star. Sure. And their spouse is the one that wears the pants in the family. The winner of most flexible wife is the Miz. Oh, he is very flexible. This is true. He, he wears, he can do it all. (laughs) The Miz wears a lot of hats. He's a damn talented fella. He really is. Did you see him dressed up as the genie? Um, yeah, I saw a gif of that. It was that haunted my dreams. Quite shocking, yes. His pecs looked huge. I just want to go on the record and say I didn't think that was the Miz. There was something about the blue that just made him look bigger. I don't know. <laughs> I what is it about the Miz? I w- I kind of wish I liked the Miz because he's very good at some things, and yeah. he's garbage at the rest of them. You know what I mean? Dude, when I was actually watching WWE a couple years ago, and I don't even remember the exact time frame. It might have been like mid-2018. There was a time where, and this isn't saying a lot because it wasn't very good, but like The Miz was consistently cutting some of the best promos. And I know there's a lot of argument about, oh, it didn't make me want to see him wrestle. On that three-hour train wreck, The Miz was like, at least a shining beacon. I can't he, say he that be, anymore. He might not be making you want to wrestle, but it's, I don't think you can dispute that he's good at talking. Yeah, that's the argument. So the Miz winner of most flexible wife. Congratulations, Miz. <laughs> DJ convoy. Take us to the next one. I've got the truth teller award here for 2021. The person who told the most truth. I already know who I think should win this one. Okay. We've got that guy on NXT, Joe Gacy, who's got some kind of weird reverse 
uh, sticking up for the liberals but actually hates them gimmick. I, I I don't really know how to describe it. It's quite awful. They should do like a. I'm not. This is going to sound tasteless, but just barely play off of like, like the John Wayne Gacy thing. Like maybe give him a clown wig once in a while. Like you might have done that on the Indies. I'm not end sure. it there. End it there. But we have our we have the mighty almighty possibly Kazuchika Okada. And the reason he's a truth teller, he cuts these wonderful promos out, like sit down interviews talking about how New Japan sucks, how yeah. the new belt sucks, how uh, their big dream match uh, dream team up uh, in about a week's time with Noah sucks because they're like high school wrestling him. He doesn't know who any of the wrestlers are. He, he is just a wonderful man. He, he's the only one telling it like it is in New Japan at the moment. Plus, he's like the best wrestler in the world. So props for that as well. I do like his zero F's given attitude. He, he reminds me of, for football fans, Aaron Rodgers, who is a guy who is the best in the league, and he can just say whatever he wants to say whenever he wants to say it because he's going to play on whatever team he wants. We, we have uh, Tommy Dreamer. Now, I'm not condoning what he said here. In fact, I would uh, shun what he said. Wait, but... hold on. You're against murder-suicide? <laughs> no, so what happened here was that there's a an episode of dark side of the ring, a, a documentary series about wrestling, about wrestling's dark moments. If you will, as indicated by the title of the title of the show, they had an episode about the plane ride from hell, the plane ride from hell without going into it too much from heck. infamous flight. I don't want to lose our G rating. Well, yeah, I know that's, I, I don't want, I don't want to put anyone off. Essentially a bunch of WWE wrestlers got rowdy and got more than rowdy on a, long trans-Europe uh, flight from Europe to America. Awful things happened. And Tommy Dreamer kind of was like sticking up for Ric Flair at the end. Ric Flair allegedly oh. did something pretty bad on this flight. And oh. Tommy Dreamer, instead of, uh, you know, sympathizing with the victim or just saying, you know, something more supportive, decided to go on about how uh, if things were so bad, why didn't she go to the police and blah, blah, blah. blah. I just, boys will he, be boys, DJ. Boys will be boys. Flair will be Flair. And uh, he lost two jobs over uh, this. So uh, way to go there, Tommy, for uh, telling the truth, as it were. Now, and see, I thought you were winner. talking about I thought you were talking about Tommy Dreamer uh, wanting to murder Paul Heyman and then kill himself. That, that's a wild one where he talks about how he was so depressed he wanted to, like, at WrestleMania 17, I think, or 18, he wanted to jump out, take Paul Heyman, and shoot him so he would be remembered forever for doing something cool. Yeah. One, uh, now, Tommy Dreamer's taken more head damage than you or I, probably more than the average wrestler, but Jesus God Almighty. Oh, Tommy Dreamer. And, of course, your winner, your favorite wrestling personality. Yep. Dan Lambert for telling everybody how all the wrestlers in AEW are small, how Tony Khan is conning us all con. Get it? Now how? you're just trying to piss me off <laughs> on purpose because bet. you know I hate I Dan be, Lambert. I might be being deliberately provocative here, but I actually, I know you do not enjoy Dan Lambert one bit. I actually get a kick out of Dan Lambert. Uh, my wife basically, whenever Dan Lambert comes out, stands up and claps because she hates like half the people in AEW. So. I'm just tired of hearing the same promo that Cornette cut. I, from a, I get that. Dan Lambert just starts talking. There's no intro. He's not like, hey, 
Well, he just starts in mid rant. It's all monotonous. He he knows big words. He delivers it well. I'm so tired of hearing him talk and just watching Scorpio Sky stand b- behind. <laughs> I think that's a fair uh, criticism, actually, of Lambert. He does kind of say the same thing over and over again. And the other fair criticism that I would definitely agree with. Neither Sky nor Ethan Page have gotten a single thing from being associated with Dan Lambert. As much as I enjoy Dan Lambert's wacky quote unquote shoot promos, no one's getting anything out of it. So I don't really know what the end game is for Dan Lambert. But I, I was possibly slightly uh, being deliberately provocative on that one. So my apologies. You think? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to go with CM Punk because he just comes out and just tell. He's kind of the same as Okada. He's just going to say whatever he wants to say. Zero F's given, but from Okada, man, Punk is right there too. I mean, man, Punk, God, what a what a great year, what a great man. So, moving on to the next category, we have speaking of the genius, and this was a, a true coincidence. I just saw that picture of the genius looking at Mr. Perfect's <laughs> Wang earlier, and I had to send it to you, but this is the Lanny Poffo Award <laughs> for the person who's most unjustly hired because of a family member. <laughs> the best nepotism award, I see. Absolutely. Our nominees are from AEW, the Ass Boys, a.k.a. the Gun Club. I think my distaste of the ass boys, I think you well know. Uh, you don't like taste in ass boys? Uh, not ass boys particularly, no. no not I, plural. I, I don't know if you and I have ever really uh, talked about it a ton, but every mm-hmm. every time there's a dark thread on the board particularly, I, I really, I'm not, not a fan of either Billy Gunn nor his progeny. Let's just put it that way. Can I tell you something? Go ahead. Um, ass boys are growing on me. Ugh. Ass boys are growing on me. Whenever I close my eyes, (laughs) I just picture two ass boys. (laughs) Who couldn't use some more ass boys in their life? (laughs) They're hard to come by. Sure. Um, how do I, how do I even go on from that? Um, the other nominees are Dominic Mysterio. Oh, the worst. And Sue. From AEW. Oh, I love Sue. Hey, I love Sue too, but let's be honest. She's a glorified chauffeur. Well, that's true. I mean, that's a fair point. But who would you rather see on your television, Sue or Dominic Mysterio? (laughs) I, well, this is who would you want to see the least? Oh, okay. Well, true. And, And the winner of this category is a man whose name I don't even know. Gable Stevenson's brother, who the only reason he is hired is clearly because he's Gable Stevenson's brother. They hired him, jobbed him out, and changed his name immediately. <laughs> I don't know his name either, and you're exactly 100% correct. And that's why he won the Lanny Poffo Award. Oh, that is, that is fantastic. Now, hopefully, like Lanny Poffo, they have hired him and given him a great sum of money to do absolutely nothing. Other than, I guess, being jobbed at one time. There's a couple other things Lanny Poffo had that you can Well, the, there was a specific reason that he was hired. I thought you were going to regale us, but we should probably move on. We can talk about it later. All right, moving on. What, what's our next category? <laughs> uh, my next one's going to be the Gimmick Battle Royal Award for 2021. Oh, I love case, Battle Royals. Well, it's not necessarily for a Battle Royal. It's more the gimmick part. These are all... Terrible gimmick matches of 2021. Oh, okay. So we have here WrestleMania 37, a 
Apollo Crews versus Big E in the Nigerian drum fight. And that refresh on, my memory on that. Yeah, I was gonna say that that on the surface isn't really the problem. There are two problems with this match. One, this is like in the best of 100 series between Big E and Apollo Crews, where both would win, one would win, one would be disqualified, one would be. It's just, just this endless 50 50 back and forth thing between Apollo Crews, who's like a guy who maybe made events, I don't know, uh, Velocity. I, I don't know. What's one of their other shows? Main event? He. Big, Big E is like one of their guys who's at least upper mid card and is now the champions. So yeah. Them going back and forth is ridiculous. So that's problem one. Problem two with this, the match itself had a bunch of drums set up around uh, the ring, and they had drums all types. They had like bongo drums. They had giant, huge tarp drums. I'm pretty sure I had only seen the match once, obviously. Who's going to go back and watch WrestleMania 37? I'm reasonably sure the drums aren't used at all. No one goes through a drum. No one is struck with a drum. No drums in the drum match. That's that doesn't make a lick of sense. No, it's terrible. WrestleMania Why were the drums there? Well, they're they're just they're literally set dressing. They're not even used. They're just they're this nothing. They probably had an idea for it and they just failed to execute. I don't, I'm not really certain. Okay, so if I recall, like Apollo Crews lost. Like three straight matches to Big <laughs> E, right? And then he beat him for the title, right? Yeah, some some garbage like that. And, and then he lost the title. It's like never ending. I think they had like five or six matches. It just kept going and going, and no one cared. Up to and including <sighs> Apollo Crews and Big E. I think Big E had an interview where he's like, "Yeah, that wasn't the best uh, feud. We we didn't." You know, he's very he's a very nice man. So he's not burying anybody like I would. But he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't executed as well as it could have been, and so forth. It's just like, no, man, no one cared about this awful feud. It's just, oh, I don't know. And here, here's what that feud did for Apollo Cruz. Guess how many singles matches he has won since July? I, it is probably like two. You are absolutely correct. He oh. won. Actually, he won one singles match. Uh, and he's won a fatal four way and that's when he was still champion apparently. So he's won one singles match since losing that title. And, I and think that was Apollo, against John Morrison on, it looks like main event. They gave Apollo like a heater. They gave him commander Aziz, I believe. And they care more about that guy just cause he's a big stiff than Apollo Cruz, who's actually a really talented wrestler. You wouldn't know it from how he's booked. But yeah, no, just 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 complete garbage, a garbage feud and a garbage payoff to a garbage feud. We've spent more time talking about Apollo Crews just now than he has had on WWE TV in a long time. You and I have just spent more time talking about him than any member of creative has ever spent. That's true. In fact, WrestleMania 37 was not uh, alone in having a bad gimmick match. There was also the women's tag team turmoil match on that show. And that's one of those it's a tag team turmoil is one of those things where it starts with one tag team, another tag team comes out, a tag team is beaten, another tag team comes out, so on and so forth, until you reach the bitter end. I believe that match was finally won by the ad hoc team of Natalia and Tamina. And I can't imagine a much worse tag team, especially with Natalia, who everyone says is good, but I think they just kind of say she's good because she's been there so long, so they assume yeah. she's good. And the reality is eh, she's maybe not that great. And then Tamina, who's also been there for a stupefying amount of time and was, you know, never good. 
and, you know, and both of those gals obviously try hard and so forth. I'm not impugning eh. that, but yeah, just terrible. I'm impugning them. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully when Natalia gets, hears this and gets mad that she was on the dollar menu or whatever that was. She's going to be pissed when she hears. <laughs> she listens every week. She's definitely one of our top listeners, so I should probably be mm. Top her. fan. Uh, we actually talked about this on the previous episode. And I actually buried people who bury this match. The AEW Revolution, the exploding barbed wire death match with yes. uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega, which is actually a quite decent match. It's just that it had a really appalling resolution with a poor lack of explosion. You can't really have an exploding barbed wire death match without death, barbed wire, or explosions. You can have like two out of the, any of those three, but if you're missing one of those, it just it all falls apart. Yeah, and then this I didn't have a specific one here, but New Japan established essentially a gimmick. Uh, it's not a belt; it's just a trophy. It's called the King of Pro Wrestling uh, Trophy, and it's basically an excuse for them to have stupid Western matches. So they'll have like you know it'll be a ladder match, it'll be a uh, falls count anywhere, but it's to the count of two match. They'll have. Uh, they, they have one of these like on every major show and there's so many of them I can't remember them all but the most recent one you'll probably appreciate this it was a <laughs> it was a uh, drink a slug of whiskey before doing a move match and it was Toriano who's the, the king of this uh, the king of this uh, king of pro wrestling uh, title versus Yobunashi uh, Kanamaru Yobunashi Kanamaru who's his whole his whole gimmick is that he comes out and sprays whiskey at people like in their eyes Okay. You know, trip them up. So yeah, they had like a whiskey drinking match. I I don't get it. I guess wrestling has passed me by. You are definitely been passed by. You have been passed by. I don't watch New Japan. I only hear about it. And when I hear about the king of pro wrestling stuff, I cackle and I laugh and I love it because I don't have to watch it. It's just funny to hear about a match where you get a two count to win. And I just think about how stupid (laughs) it is. And then I just go about my day. And this isn't even like really a jokey answer, but my winner for gimmick battle Royal match of 2021, the WrestleMania backlash. And we could talk for an hour about WrestleMania backlash. It's just backlash for God's sake. The WrestleMania backlash, Damian priest versus the Miz in the lumberjack match. Oh God. But here's the problem. It wasn't lumberjacks. It was movie tie in zombies who ate John Morrison. And I <sighs> upon the Miz as well. Just, the bottom of the barrel. And it's like, it's one of those things where no one likes it, but then everyone pretends they like, and they're like, Oh, you don't like fun. Oh, it's zombies and wrestling. It's fun. It's no, fun. screw them. It's not- screw anyone who says that. That is the dumb, you know, it's one thing. I'm oh. sorry. I have to go on a rant here for a second. Oh, go. It's one thing when Finn Balor's wrestling and someone cuts the top rope <laughs> and then they never reference it again. That's one thing. Okay. It, it's something that could really happen. Someone could cut the rope or whatever. There's not zombies. Zombies aren't real. And then they just never mention it again. And we're supposed to act like it was real. It's a little, uh, obviously when we watch pro wrestling, we're suspending our disbelief. That's that's basically what wrestling, wrestling is fake. You have to pretend. I'm fine with that. I'm okay. I, I can pretend that certain guys are tough guys. I can pretend that certain guys are this or that. Pretending that zombies are a problem for the WWE superstars to fight. Yeah, it's a little much over the line yeah and it wasn't even like particularly well executed or fun there probably are ways where you can make a a supposed zombie invasion fun but they're like no 
here is Netflix movie about zombies. Oh, look, there are zombies. Oh, they ate John Morrison. Oh, they're eating me. It's just, ah, terrible, terrible. The, the only way you could get away with that is if you're doing a backstage brawl or something and it's pre-taped and you only show like the arms coming out of a doorway or something <laughs> like you can't show all of the zombie. Yeah. That's too much. Like you could have a hand come out from under the mat. You could have multiple hands or say, Oh, I'm freaked out. You can't actually show the zombie eat someone. <laughs> and this is where someone's like, Oh, well, uh, the undertaker was a zombie. Well, yeah, I don't like him either. So <laughs> I don't know. screw him. <laughs> screw <laughs> punch McLightning. Um, <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Do you think WWE backlash is like an inside joke to see how bad they can piss fans off? Because I I remember the last (laughs) pay-per-view I ever watched was a WWE backlash show. And it like drove me over the edge, which is another one of their pay-per-views. Yeah. I think the idea used to be that it's like, oh, well, it's like all the return matches from from uh, WrestleMania. So it's like the backlash of what happened or whatever. Stupid. That was the pay-per-view that killed wrestling for me was, I don't remember what year it was, but it was a backlash and it was so bad. I remember like, I'm done. I'm not, I haven't watched WWE since. Did it still have like the, well, this is a long time ago. Did it still have the giant like rusty hooks on the uh, entrance where like the big hooks would be moving it out? I I can't remember. It was probably around 2018. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I think they'd stop doing the rusty hooks probably in during the uh, post attitude era. Like we're talking, uh, uh, you know, the the era after the attitude era. Yeah, I got in briefly for like maybe a year and a half, and and then I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? The ruthless aggression era is probably what I'm thinking of. But yeah, that's that's not for the uh, gimmick battle royale. Just just a litany of poor gimmicks. If I really thought about it, we we put a little bit of time on on some of these. If I really thought about it, I probably could have come up with several more. There's been... uh, this is a bad year for wrestling in a lot of ways, obviously. And last year was obviously an even worse year for wrestling through no fault. No one's fault of their own, but they're, they're trying a lot of stuff to, you know, entertain us and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like a lot of stuff just doesn't come off well. And ugh, I don't know. I'm with you on that. We move to our next category. This is a contentious one. Okay. Uh, this is biggest needle mover. <laughs> Biggest needle mover. Okay. We we have to include the demo god, Chris Jericho. Yes. Who once claimed that he was undefeated in the demo head-to-head. <laughs> Roman Reigns. He has the damn needle mover t-shirt. That's where I got the idea for this. <laughs> Sasha I can, Banks. Needle, I, can, I can think of a needle uh, Roman has moved in the past. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks. If you talk yeah, okay. about her online, you will be swarmed with stands. <laughs> it's true. But the winner okay. of the biggest needle mover award is someone who's moved their little needle with plenty of rats by their own admission. <laughs> and that's the man with the needle dick. That's MJF. Oh, that's true. He does have a needle dick. He does have a needle dick. I investigated and it checked out. <laughs> How did he take to that investigation? He didn't know. Okay. I just I just googled. <laughs> I think that's I think that's probably best to to search for MJS needle dick from afar. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be weird about it if I actually met him. I would size him up if he's at a urinal well, next yeah, to you me. Know, a surreptitious glance or two, that's that's fine. It's like looking at the sun. You get a sense of it, and then you look away. <laughs> Can you imagine a person actually buying that needle mover t-shirt? Jesus, God almighty. I can actually, I can smell them. <laughs> I can smell the person who's bought that. <laughs> Right at the head of the table. My next one is going to be, boy, I didn't really expect these to be so negative, but I guess that's just the kind of 2021's been kind of a negative year. It's and, all in fun. So it's I, all to make us feel better. You it know, it's true. all in fun. It, it makes it makes me feel better about my life. So that's that's certainly true. And mm-hmm. my my next category here is stupidest NXT name. And boy, we could do a whole <laughs> podcast about that. Yeah. After, after debate. There, there was some debate on, amongst the championship committee, but we narrowed it down to several names. I have Grayson Waller. Yeah. I have Odyssey Jones. Yeah. I have Vaughn Wagner. I kind of like Vaughn Wagner now. Vaughn Wagner could be like an old-timey territory name. Exactly. That was, that was maybe not so bad, but then like in context of 2021, I don't know if it's good. Like, like he could wear like Nazi stuff. <laughs> he could be one of the Von Browners. They already had that gimmick. <laughs> like one of those helmets with the spike on it, you know? Yeah, kind of Fritz von Erich style. Exactly. We have the former E. Bly Drake. He is now known as L. A. Knight, which obviously is combining British knights and L. A. Gear. So you know that's that's terrible. So stupid. Uh, just just the worst. And of God. course, the winner. Of stupidest NXT name for 2021 <laughs> is NXT 2.0, which has got to be the worst goddamned name I've ever heard. For one, they're not even 2.0. This no. would be like the fourth or fifth version of NXT at this point. So I guess NXT 4.0 probably to not, not not test well. But what what does NXT stand for? It stands for nothing. It, it stands for uh, next, I guess, but with no E, no vowels. It stands for yeah. no vowels. That must be it. It stands for 65-year-olds watching L.A. Night, I suppose, and Von Wagner. It is one of the dumbest names for a it's wrestling. So it's not It's not technically a promotion, per se, but like it doesn't mean anything. It's implied that it means like next, but anyone who actually wrestles is not next. Like if you go up, you're just gonna get buried or fired. <laughs> they should have changed so. it to LST last. That was <laughs> actually, list tonight. That was actually a pretty good um, category there because that is one of the dumbest it's names so I've ever heard. And, and I think I think what makes me the most angry about it until the advent of AEW, and probably eh, a few months prior to the advent of AEW. NXT used to be my favorite TV show. It was an hour. It was so easy to watch. They they were forced to book logically because they had to, you know, uh, film four or five episodes at a time so they couldn't micromanage it. So they had to rely on, like, simple booking. I don't like you. I'm better than you. That kind of stuff. It was a really good show for, like, several years. And it's uh, I, to, to see what it is today is just heartbreaking. Yeah, I remember I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. I guess it was maybe 2014, 2015, but uh, my friend's roommate was way into NXT, and I would go over there and watch some of the takeovers. Oh, sure. Man, those were some hot shows. Oh, they were great. Those were were some really good good shows. Absolutely. 
All right. You know, we were talking about we've been a little negative and you're right on that. <laughs> so here's a positive category. Okay. okay. This is the best friends. Okay. All right. All right. And the winner is the best friends. Amazing. Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Orange Cassidy, Sue, Chris Statlander, Wheeler Yuta. There's probably like two or three other people who have joined since we've recorded this. All, all the dudes from Chaos who are now like kind of retroactive. Rocky Romero. Yeah. They've all been in there. We're going to mail them all their own awards. This is very costly. But the best <laughs> friends, they win the best friends award. You know, I honestly think... Um, I really like Orange Cassidy. I've, I've always liked, I like his shtick. I didn't think it would translate well on TV. I was wrong about that. It actually is done pretty well. Um, Wheeler Yuta, I watch a lot of indie wrestling. Wheeler Yuta is a, I, I would consider, like seriously, one of the top guys on the indies. Um, I think Chuck uh, Taylor and I think um, Trent Beretta are very underrated tag team. Um, maybe not in certain circles. I mean, I think people have probably watched like a lot of um, New Japan probably knew that those guys were really good. I think they're all really good performers. I, I genuinely like their acts. So, and Chris Statlander's improved a ton. I, I think it's a pretty good act. Um, I had never seen the best friends before AEW. I immediately really like the best friends because cool. they're, they're silly, but in their spot on the card, they can be silly. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, because eventer. they're not main eventing anything. Yeah. They're not trained killers. Their gimmick is that they're friends who like to wrestle. Yep. One's a Kentucky gentleman. <laughs> One's <laughs> draped in denim, and then the <laughs> others, he doesn't. He didn't even know his last name for years. So uh, I'm a big, big fan, and I like there, there Sue. There's some confusion. There's some confusion. There about was that. a little confusion. I, so I think, I think they've got yeah. that confusion straightened out these days. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, I, I would wholeheartedly agree there. Yeah, I love the best friends, and congrats to all all the best friends out there. <laughs> congrats to the mailman who has to carry all the <laughs> awards to each and every one of them. Hey, why wasn't there ever a mailman gimmick? Um, I want to say that like there was an indie mailman gimmick, but eh, I, can I guess wrong. Carl Malone did wrestling. He was the mailman. W. Big yeah. Dennis Malone as uh, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Do you have another one? I do. I have a couple more. And actually, as I oh, look okay. back at these, um, I realize that the more we go up the awards, they are actually getting less uh, less uh, negative. So that, that's, that's good. good. I feel a little better now. I, I guilted myself for no reason. Here we have the Beauty is in the Eye of the Beholder Award. And okay. I consulted my wife, who famously uh, hates 98% of all women wrestlers and doesn't find any of them attractive doesn't like the makeup, doesn't like the outfits, any of that. So this was a lot of back, and I pay almost no attention to women's wrestling whatsoever. So this was this was quite a struggle to come up with uh, who we thought would really qualify for this award. We have the beautiful Brandy Rhodes. I don't know if I'd want to like you know engage her in conversation necessarily. It's like I, I maybe I, I don't know, but um, she she's a beautiful woman. I, I can't deny that. Oh, definitely, she's a ten. Um, we have Anna Jay, who again, you know, very young, probably has never read a book, so I don't know if I. Can Whoa! <laughs> Damn! What do you got against the Dark Order? But yeah, I love I love the Dark Order. But uh, yeah, she's very very attractive gal. We have the uh, I don't really quite get the gimmick and why people online are so up in arms about her. She is a cutie, uh, Maki Ito, whose whole gimmick basically is that uh, 
she tells her fans that they suck and she degrades them and everyone really gets off on it. I, I don't really understand it, but you know, yeah, I used to have floats, to pay for that. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. I can get have, that for free. Uh, yeah. Another, another uh, podcast is famously uh, dubbed this woman, the shop steward. We have the lovely Zelina Vega, who of course famously yep. went back to the uh, world wrestling entertainment after being let go by them. Very pretty gal. Um, uh, probably, Probably better uh, serve being a manager than a wrestler, but that's okay. She's she's a lovely woman, and your winner of the Beauty is in the Eye of the Beholder Award for 2021, the most beautiful of all, Hook. Send Hook. Oh, those lovely locks. The, 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 that the, perfect the, jawline. I mean, you could just you could just lose yourself in those eyes. Sculpted and, thighs. And you know the reality is sometimes. I just want to be held by some strong arms. I just want some strong arms wrapped around me. And Hook is very strong. He's so yeah, strong, what? he no-sold uh, Rikishi driver delivered to him by Bear Bronson the other night. And a yeah, lot I of mean, people got really upset about that. But I wasn't upset. I just knew. I, I knew that that, that that vindicated giving him the most beautiful award for 2021. Tall, dark, and handsome. He can do it all. And uh, <laughs> recently, I was talking to a female friend of mine and uh i think she knew i kind of liked wrestling a little bit and she sent me a message and she said uh if if you could dress me up as any wrestler in the bedroom who would it be i I had to think hard about this i'm scrolling through my text right now to try to find exactly what i said but i thought long and hard i didn't i didn't get back to her for about 10 minutes (laughs) <laughs> she she sent me two question marks because I didn't reply because I'm thinking so hard because I think you know what this might become a reality I, I better not <laughs> you don't miss I better be serious and so then I just sent her a gif of the ultimate warrior just running down the aisle and I said I know what I want and uh, she was very disappointed in me she was very disappointed <laughs> she was trying to be seductive and uh, I just wanted ultimate mania well you know I mean there's a lot very energetic. I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. You sent me a Twitter DM. Oh, I won't quite repeat the conversation, but it was with you and a female acquaintance, and it was about her. Same uh, one. Her feelings about the uh, tribal chief, let's just say, and I was quite scandalized and shocked by what those feelings were. Oh, she's thirsty as hell for Roman, uh, and I don't blame oh her. Uh, I've been sending her pictures of Roman's butt. Um, periodically she likes it of course who would yeah so now i just have a bunch of pictures of roman reigns ass saved on my phone <laughs> like it's not his bare ass it's just like cropped pictures i found them online like like god forbid the worst happens but like one day you're gonna like be in a car wreck or something and like the, the paramedics will be tending to you and your phone will be open and you're gonna yeah. hmm, and browse browse through your browse through your recents and then they might they might have more questions than answers at that point. They're gonna find some good shit in here. <laughs> the stuff I send you, there's like ten times better stuff I don't send you. <laughs> Did you have any more golden golden gambler awards out there, or do we do we have no? Time I'm just pissed because uh, we were talking about she how much she liked Roman Reigns. I said, well, what about Hook? That was like one of my immediate <laughs> questions. I was like, hold on, hold said, on, what about Hook? Hook? And she was like, "Yeah, it didn't." She Hook didn't float her boat, and I was like, "You know what, bitch? I'm done with you." <laughs> I haven't, I haven't talked to her since. Uh, no, I, I've well, got one more. I, I've but, broken up. 
I've broken up with women for less, so I understand. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any more? I do actually have one, and this is an actually somewhat serious award. We have All the right. Outstanding Act Award, and I think you'll probably agree with this one. We have the Astounding Out... <clears throat> Let's try it again. The Outstanding Act Award of 2021. We have CM Punk. I would probably say no to him just simply because he only came back, you know, halfway through the year. But boy, has he been... Uh, I, I just... I cannot have enjoyed like if I had pictured in my head how would CM Punk's return look a couple years ago, like this has blown away any expectation I've had. Seriously. I, I honestly think he's he's done amazing yeah. on a similar path. We have Brian Danielson, who again I was I was praying he would come to AEW. I I, I you know, ten years I wanted him out of the Fed. I was such a big fan of his in Ring of Honor. He did well, obviously, in WWE. You can't say he didn't, but it's all too apparent now that he was shackled somewhat and now he's completely unshackled. He's tremendous. Uh, someone he's I best. thought who, he's, he's the greatest. Someone I thought who was, um, people have been behind him for a while and I never really saw it, but I think I finally get it now. I think he's finally really come into his uh, act. I think he's really got his character work down. Bobby Lashley. People used to tell me, oh, well, he was great in uh, Impact, and I saw some of that stuff. I was like, yeah, I guess so. He often needed, like, someone to talk for him. He still will have, like, you know, MVP will still kind of put promos from him. He cuts promos now on his own. I think Bobby Lashley has improved tremendously, and he's one of the people in WWE that really benefits. They kind of just leave him alone as far as booking goes. He just goes up and beats people, and they don't, like, do a whole lot of wacky stuff, so... It's an easy act. It's an easy act, and you like you just kind of automatically get behind him, whether or not he's supposed to be a babyface or a heel. He's a big ass kicker who kicks ass. It's like, oh, I I can understand that. I can get on board with that. Ab- absolutely, it's an easy yeah. act that he delivers. Absolutely, and I think he's he's really coming to his own. I think he's finally shown the promise that you know they saw in him many years ago. Uh, we had Shingo Takagi, who's the uh, champion for the better part of the year in New Japan. He's been he's been Delta terrible just a rotten hand um saddled with terrible booking saddled with terrible uh he he's often in the main events and right now new japan is kind of they're leaning towards like a lot of run-ins in the main event um a lot of interference all western style interference a lot of western influence both western fans and actual japanese fans are not responding well to this i guess is a way to put it none of this is his fault he is a tremendous wrestler he's a tremendous promo uh he's really charismatic he's from the dragon gate system so you know he is really tough he's really fast he's really strong he's been great but he's not he doesn't have the support around him is the problem yeah, I wish I knew more about Shingo Takage. Like I Would said, really like uh, I don't watch a lot of New Japan at all. Um, I what I can watch is just YouTube or something like yeah. that. But well, uh, you just recently uh, introduced to Tomohiro Ishii. I will see if I can find and shoot you a link. If if there's a link to be shot out, uh, Takagi and Ishii had a battle in the G1 climax. And this is like the one where my wife like judges everything else. Like she's like, is it like that Shingo Takagi match with Ishii? And I'll be like, no. And she's like, eh, not interested. They had such like a just wow. like, violent, just gruesome slugfest. It was it, it's just it's stunning, stunning to see. 
But uh, again, I think you'll probably agree. I think the most outstanding act for 2021, and with the caveat that with Don Callis would be the cleaner Kenny Omega. The two of them together as a package deal, I don't know if anyone's better than them. You can certainly argue Danielson. Danielson's great. Yeah. Maybe. But Kenny, particularly with Don Callis, just just transcendent, just a top-tier act, just just a wonderful act that makes me smile when they're on TV. I get a kick out of them every time. They also had the best 69 of the year. <laughs> they did. And right. What was amazing was people getting mad about that. Like it was some like, like, <laughs> kind of like insult or something. People are very strange. They're very insecure and they yeah. really, all the people that hate Kenny Omega would love him if he was in WWE. All I'm going to say is like, I don't like zombies. I yeah. like 69ing. <laughs> so this is an easy choice for me. <laughs> Well, no, I, I he specifically you know, wanted to 69 Don. I don't know if I'm down <laughs> with 69ing Don necessarily, but yeah, well, maybe you got to start somewhere. Well, that's true, and it, it depends. Like, how much time are you spending with Don? Is he going to regale you with fun wrestling stories? And I might be able to be talked into it. Well, the thing about a 69 is Don's <laughs> not going to be able to get all his shit in without you getting your shit in. If that's you know what true. I'm saying, that's a fair point. Um. God, why do I? Why is every? This is off the rails tonight. Long story <laughs> short, I no argument. Kenny Omega, yeah. whether it be his tag team with Hangman or his whole heel turn um, saga, he's had the best year of any pro wrestler. Um, Holding all the belts and he had yeah. amazing matches in AAA, which let's face facts, AAA is so zany and strange. You're not guaranteed a good match every time you go there. Even though they have like tremendous world class talent, anything kind of goes in AAA. It's such a bizarre. I love it, but it's like really like antithetical to what I like about wrestling. So I think I like it like in spite of that. He had great matches there. He had good matches. I don't know if he had great matches, but he certainly had good matches and impact. I wish he had had better matches. I wish he would have gotten a match up against uh, Josh Alexander. That never happened, and that's a that's a real shame. They would have had a great match, but this guy was the main champion in AAA. Maybe not the main champion; it's the main belt, but they don't really look at championships like we do. But yeah, he had the main title in three different promotions at once. Uh, when was the last time something like that happened? I can't even. You have to go back pretty far to like uh, you know Ultimo Dragon or something. And he was never the main champion; he was always the exactly champion, the junior heavyweight champion. I, I can't think of anything like that. And it's just like, just a, just a tremendous, just a tremendous performer. I think he's a very underrated promo. I know people are kind of so-so on his promos. I think he's a really good promo, but I get it if you don't like his promos. I think if you add Don Callis to the equation, that completely nullifies any uh, critique you would have of his promos. Callis is very much a mind. And we've certainly put Callis over on this podcast before. But I honestly believe he's very much like a modern-day Bobby Heenan. Nick Bockwinkle didn't need Bobby Heenan, but the two of them together were greater than the sum of their parts. And I think that's the same uh, thing with Kenny and with Don. Uh, absolutely. I think Kenny Omega's a good promo. I would probably put him in, like, the B category as a promo. I think his attention to detail is his strongest suit yeah. in his promos. But when he's with Don, obviously, if you have somebody to play off of, those two together, that goes up to about an A-plus at, at that absolutely. point. 
no I, argument for me on your um, on your choice here. I think if Danielson's in AEW the whole year, he might have won it. Even though he had he was in the main event of WrestleMania he the was. same year. People forget but, that that he was yeah. in the Mania. He is absolutely. He is, I, obviously, it's not a surprise to me because I'm such a fan of his from before his Federation run. But I, it's so good to see him back, and it still feels surreal to me that I get to see him every week now. And he's just completely unfettered. He's an excellent promo. And then that was another thing where people were like, oh, he's not that great of a promo. No, he's a very good promo. And um, Yes. Yeah. And he, he's been a good promo for a long time. And I think just a lot of people have just been really just had this kind of culture shock with him because they're not used to they're used to kind of like meek, mild Daniel Bryan, who's kind of like peppy, underdog, babyface guy. And they've never seen American Dragon, who is just the biggest prick. And he's the worst because he talks all this shit and he can back it up completely. So he he's just ah just a consummate consummate professional wrestler love him um so we have one more bit of business to get to here but i also want to let you know something very exciting what's that this is this is a live update my friend remember that girl i was just telling you about (laughs) with roman reigns she just texted me she said what are you doing i said i'm doing a uh wrestling podcast and uh she and said she immediately deleted your <laughs> information. She immediately was like, oh no. And I was like, yeah, I told the whole story. And so I have an update on this. Oh my God. You want to hear it? I absolutely want to hear it, but I'm really nervous for you now. She said, what's the topic? And I said, wrestling. I mentioned how bad you wanted to bone Roman Reigns. And uh, she said, for the record, I would also absolutely fuck Vince McMahon in his oh, prime. No. Probably. Probably even into the 90s. Oh, oh no. <laughs> there is no accounting for taste, I suppose. Oh, There's I'll... no chance. No chance in hell. That's what you got. Oh. Well, I was going to say something. I was going to say something very derogatory, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> well, you know, this is such a reputable podcast. Well, yeah, absolutely. We've. Well, I'm sure she's a, young, a lovely young woman, and I don't want to disparage her. But boy, Vince, I don't know. And so she just Vince today, who looks kind of like a melted waxwork of Vince from. <laughs> <laughs> she just sent me a picture of Vince in a, a looks like a black leather jacket with a string of profanities after it. <laughs> like, like what? What year of Vince are we, are we talking? Is this like '80s Vince? This is like '97. Oh, okay, okay. Big maybe like Vince. maybe later. I, I I will. You you can tell her this. My wife definitely loves Vince. I don't know if she like lusts after him in a sexual capacity, but she mm-hmm. loves Vince. She she's really after he gets his head shaved and his hair never really comes back all the way. Like at least the classic pompadour, it just just gnashing of teeth. The 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 death of classic Vince really upset her. So. She also said honorable mention for John Cena, but she draws the line at jorts. <laughs> jorts are pretty heinous, to be fair. So we we have um, it's not so much a category for this one as it is the Lifetime Achievement oh, Award. Yes. yes. Do you want to say anything about our recipient this year before I, I do? I'm a huge fan of this person. Um, and it's so funny 
you and I have certainly talked about in the past, but that was not like the basis of our friendship. Like we, we came to this person separately, I guess is what I'm struggling to say. Uh, this is someone who has brought me untold joy over the years after kind of discovering him and just the way he works. And this might sound like I'm being silly. I mean all that 100%. I, I, my, my love of this person is not ironic and I know it's not ironic for yourself. Name another wrestler who's had matches against the likes of Arn Anderson, Wolfie D, Joe Gomez, (laughs) the booty man, Lodi. (laughs) I defy you to name someone other than the winner of the inaugural Lifetime Achievement Award. He is the man who holds all the aces. He is the gambler and today we honor you sir with the first ever lifetime achievement award round of applause for the gambler you know certain podcast hosts think that this is some kind of ironic gimmick i legitimately love the gambler and i know you're an even bigger fan of the gambler than i am yeah. I remember when I discovered that he was also in USWA because we, we started like, I don't remember why, but we just started watching USWA really hardcore. Like I, I must have uh, got like a DVD set of like a whole year's worth of USWA or something along those lines. And it was like, oh, my God, that's that one guy from WWE <laughs> Night, the gambler. And then like he would come out and he would like actually win in USWA. Yeah. And sometimes he'd be like the deluxe gambler and he'd have like his full riverboat attire. Yeah. We were just smitten. And it was just, he's always good. He always has at the very minimum, a decent match with all the people you just mentioned and a dozen more once in a while, not very often. He actually gets to win. And so, so few, so rarely that I told you that he won a match one time in WCW and you did not believe me until I said, <laughs> Uh, I thought I'd so I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But it's like only in USWA typically did he ever get wins. Uh, yeah, just former just, tag just, champion. Yeah, former tag champion in USWA. Just just a really fun, a throwback to an era that they don't really do gimmicks like that real often anymore. A real fun. If you're watching like wrestling at home, you're like, eh, I don't like you know whatever lame babyface they're pushing up. I don't like Joe Gomez. You want to root for the other guy. And here comes the gambler. And it's just like, oh man, what what a just a just a fun guy to get behind, a fun guy to watch, and a guy that's actually legitimately brought me a lot of entertainment over the years. Absolutely. I love the gambler. I love this podcast. I love I love, I love doing it with you, my friend. And I actually yeah. have one more uh secret category. Ooh, secret. I didn't tell you about. And you know, I'm a man who believes in giving honor, giving respect where it's due. And so this category is for the best co-host of a podcast. <laughs> and the honor goes to And the winner you. goes to <laughs> me. Oh, it goes to me. Yeah, for co-hosting the Simpsons Watch Along podcast, oh. which I do every 3 weeks or so. It feels great to finally win this award. I want to thank uh Peach Machine. I want to thank myself. <laughs> And uh, I want to thank everyone who listens to this podcast. That's interesting. I just so happen to have a special guest here in studio. It's Otto from The Simpsons. All right. (laughs) That's a pretty good Otto. Wow. I can't believe it. It was so good to be here. 
Wow, Otto, it's really nice to see you. Have you ever heard of the Simpsons Watch Along podcast? No, that sounds terrible, man. Careful, Otto, careful. Boss into a tree. Uh. Well, I'll talk to you later, Otto. Bye. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Hmm, interesting. Is that really him? Yeah, it, 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 he was a big yellow guy. He kind of smelled funny. I don't know. <laughs> what does jacket smell like? <laughs> it smelled like uh, kind of like what my art teacher's room used to smell like. Hmm. Very nice. Yes. Well, well that's going to wrap this one up. We're at about the hour mark. Man, I had a lot of fun. I appreciate you being on here with me. Any yeah. final comments? Uh, nothing really. I just uh, love you, buddy. And uh, this is a really fun. I mean, I guess we've been doing this about four or five months now, something like that. That's and, crazy. Uh, you know, I was really worried at first, um, you know, that I really had nothing to say and I don't. But, uh, you know, you're able to pull it out of me. So I'm sure we can limp along at least another four or five months. Hey, we, we've got a, another few weeks in us, I think. So <laughs> if you're still listening, we really appreciate it. If you can, if you feel charitable, share this podcast with someone else who's a wrestling fan. It would really help us out here in the new year. We'll we want to uh, expand to a little bit. We'll probably get back to our normal format, I would assume, here probably soonish, I would think. Probably. We've gotten through the holidays here. Uh, maybe get back to some more evergreen stuff. We've been having yeah. a lot of fun doing some different stuff, though. If there's something you, uh, a listener, uh, if you're out there and you want to hear us review a pay-per-view or anything like that, just hit us up on Twitter, we'll at DabbleDob, <laughs> at DJ Convoy. We'll do anything. We're easy. We'll do anything. We won't even charge you for it. And... <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, we just appreciate it. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Until next time.